are back. We are back. Happy new month, everyone. Happy August 1st. I think it's August 1st. I don't even know. <laughs> Life has been lifing and Lord, just <laughs> Lord. Uh, you guys, welcome to Melanie Way. I'm Linda Antwi, and beside me is April Holloway from Holloway Legal PLLC. Uh, she's live streaming on her page as well. So as you guys have a minute, go ahead and like and subscribe to both of our pages. That would be lovely. Um, <sighs> bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show if you feel so led. There's also super chats and super stickers available. Oh, that's so nice, Tinkerbell. What up? Uh, I guess I'm going to address a couple of things. I know that a lot of you guys have been reaching out. Um, I know over the last two weeks, um, I haven't been consistent in um, my recaps and reviews. I'm behind on everything. Um, Life has been happening, you guys, and uh, between, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you guys, between the striking that's going on here um, and the passing of a really good friend of mine, it's just been kicking my butt. So I am doing my very best, so bear with me. Keep, keep, uh, just keep on keeping, and I'll be back regularly as soon as I'm able to. That being said, April, how are you? I... I'm doing okay, actually. I'm doing good. Doesn't April look beautiful, you guys? <laughs> Gorgeous. Uh, what were your, first of all, I'm shocked that this was not the season finale. I've been toting it as a season finale since last week because that's what they made it seem. But lo and behold, there's more episodes. Yeah, I didn't realize it until Tanika, uh, Tanika posted that there were two episodes left. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Um, but I'm glad because I want to see when her and Nordine were talking about him applying for a visa, I want to see more of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And plus I feel like there's a lot of loose ends still, mm -hmm. right? I, I can't believe we're already 12 weeks in. So many have dropped off. They didn't make the cut. Um, aw, April's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, and so, yeah, we need, we need some time to like tie it in a nice bow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts of this overall episode? Um, Mark. No, not Mark. He's not Mark. It's Chad. Chad rose to what I thought he was going to be. I knew he was the problem. I knew he was the problem. I didn't know other things, but I knew he was the problem. <laughs> You know what this episode, you guys, you know what this episode showed me? It showed me this is the problem of dating in America. Or just dating in general, but specifically dating Americans. Like, not all Americans, so don't come for me. But I'm seeing a consistent theme across the board, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it might be just these specific people uh, because, you know, Sneka's lovely, Michelle is lovely, um, but I, I, you know, if you're trying to date in a heterosexual situation, Lord have mercy, these men. <laughs> Lord, Lord. Uh, yeah, so I just thought, wow, wow, like, wow, just wow. Uh, let's jump into it. Mm -hmm. April, you're being very quiet. Why is that? 
I'm just, I'm biding my time. I'm biding my time. I have things to say, but this is, I'm following your format. I'm not going to go off on a tangent right here in the beginning. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> um, okay. So let's just jump into Chad. Uh, Chad's having a second date with Maria. He planned the date, which I thought was such a lovely start. I was like, good for Chad for like figuring out whether Juan was part of that or not. I appreciate the fact that he actually made a plan. So they're going ATVing or he's calling it four wheeling. Um, he's having a little bit of a hard time. He said, because he's never dated more than one person at a time. So he's dropped Biba and you know, I don't know. I don't know when this rule came into effect, but I feel like dating means that you are dating. So you're 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 dating multiple people until you're not, and then you're in an exclusive relationship. But dating means to date, as far as I knew. Mm -hmm. uh, but he can't handle it, so he is going to go ahead. Which I already knew right away, April, that this is what's going to be the downfall. Because if you can't balance just dating two people after just one date each then i feel like there's a problem so he decided that he's going to quote choose maria because he feels maria is someone he could bring home to his ma so he ended things with biba which i think is funny because you went on one date so how are you ending things which you know you went on one date right that's another red flag for me. You're saying you're ending. What are you exactly ending? You went, you went on one date. You were in a relationship. You were in a, you went on one date. So he's ending things with Biba to focus on Maria. And uh, they're going on this ATV date. And so it's raining, which I found interesting because, you know, it rained the last time for his date specifically. Mm -hmm. It's a bad omen because he's a bad <laughs> omen. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but thank you for saying it. <laughs> so he's excited about the second date. Um, he likes to back home, like he says, play in the mud. So they're going to go four wheeling. Uh, they get all set up with the hairnet and the helmet. Uh, they learn like the brake and the gears and all the things. And uh, off they go. Now, one of the things that we hear from Maria's side is that she's excited about the second date. And she's excited that Chad planned something fun to do because she was really a little bit scared after the first date because he seemed like all he wanted to do was work and cut his grass, right? If you guys remember that, like he had no personality, he couldn't say things that he liked to do. And so she was worried that there was not going to be a balance of like, I like to do fun things and I like to do things outside of just going to work. Do you agree with that, April? Okay, so here's the thing. I don't give Chad credit for this date. I don't. And here's why. You don't take somebody on a muddy ATV date as a surprise. Did you feel like she was dressed for that? I mean, I didn't mind it. She had like cargo pants on and a shirt. So you're saying he should have told her, hey, we're going ATVing? Absolutely. It's a muddy date. You don't take somebody on a muddy date where they're going to get dirty and it's raining without telling them beforehand. And also, if you want to impress me on a date, 
I think Linda, you, I think you'll agree with this when I get done saying it too. Ask me what I like to do. Ask me what my interests are. Don't just pick something that is just solely what you want to do. I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. I love ATVing. So I guess that's why I was like, Oh, cool. fun, Let's do it. But I, I get what you're saying. Like there was, he did what he wanted to do because that's what he always does, which is, which is selfish. You're right. You're right. Although I have ATV more to say about him, but okay. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> so she liked it though. April, like she's like, you know what? This date is filled with fun. Uh, she thinks it's a sexy date. She loves that he planned it. And so she's all about it. She thinks that, the, that it was going to be a great date. He, on the other hand, was red flag number three for me. Was like, it's important to have fun on this date. But what's more important to him is, does she want to move to the United States of America? After date two, Chad, really? After day two, we're already going there, which is my problem with a few of the men on this show, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Because what they're looking for is somebody who is, for whatever reason, desperate to leave their country, so desperate that they'll overlook that person's flaws and still be willing to give them everything they want, to also work outside the home, to give them sex when they want, to give them kids, take care of the kids, take care of the house, take care of their parents when the parents get old for them, and just basically be a house slave. That's what these people are looking for. When you're, when you're dating an American man, please be careful that he's just looking for you because he can't get every single drop of life squeezed out of an American woman that same way. April is not having it with Chad this episode at all. Your face right now, I feel like you want to say more. I just get so frustrated by immigration policy because there are some women who are in those situations. They come here, they're being abused financially, emotionally, physically, and it's very difficult for them to get out of that situation because the person is holding the green card over their head. And now that they're here, they also have this pressure of sending money back to their family that's back at home. And it's just, oh, endure, endure for the good of all of us, for the good of all of us. And it's just a horrible situation all around for that person. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I feel, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, April, is that I feel like Chad really is just insert woman here. And she must be beautiful. And she must have no goals and aspirations of her own. She must just want to be with me. And I have to be the sole focus of her entire life moving forward. And if that's not the case, then I can't be with you. Because what was difficult to see in this episode is Chad's unraveling, right? So I've already named three red flags. April has already named a couple of red flags as well. So we're, we're, we're not even at the tip of the iceberg. And you can already see that, listen, Chad, you have issues that you need to work on. You shouldn't be dating anyone, as no. far as I'm concerned, because you have some deep-seated issues, which we'll get to. But it was like, it was more than a red flag. It was like a red banner. He doesn't listen point. to anything that she says. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> so he... 
I feel like he fudged a little bit when he's like, you know, I could live in Colombia, but I'm not going to live in Colombia because I make so much money in the United States. And then he's like, so, you know, would you move to the U.S. or would you consider it? And she's like, well, no, I want to stay in Colombia because I want to finish school. And then he had the audacity, y'all, to gaslight her. So he was like, oh, well, I didn't really feel like school was important. I went to school and I'm not even like using my degree and I'm making a ton of money. So because you decided that you were going to go in a different direction in your career, you're trying to tell her because you're being selfish and you want to make sure that this beautiful woman comes to you and your aid and your needs and disregard the fact that she's on a trajectory of her own that she says is important to her. We're going to just put that aside. We're going to say, well, your needs and wants and hopes and dreams are not important. So you're going to gaslight her? Like, stop it. Just stop. It's ridiculous. I also have a pure speculation. Somebody who knows more than me about this topic, please say something. But a lot of farmers in the U.S. make money simply because the government gives them money to either farm or not farm. It's not because there's any particular skill to it um, in some instances, but it's just because there's so much money in agriculture that goes to white farmers in particular. And so I feel like just like another person who got a bunch of loans from the PPD loans and never paid them back, that might be where a lot of his money's coming from. Renee, hi, Renee, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, uh, I want to address this. Uh, I, and we're going to have to agree to disagree. Uh, so Renee says Chad has no social skills, but I don't think that that's gaslighting. I'm going to have to 100% disagree with you. When someone t- says to me, if I say to April, April, you know what? I make a shitload of money, which I don't, but this is just a hypothetical. I make a shitload of money. So like, why bother getting a law degree? Like why bother doing that? That is 100% gaslighting because guess what? I know that the law is important to April. I know that she spent time studying for years and years and years to become an attorney. And so for me to belittle that is 100% gaslighting in my opinion. I mean, basically what I feel like he was trying to get to was you don't need to finish school. You can just do what I want you to do. The normal course of that conversation should have been oh, what are you studying? How much longer do you have left? What kind of career do you see coming out of it? If he was truly interested in her as a person, but he's only interested in what he wants. So he's going to disregard that she said she wanted to study, try to get her to disregard that she wants to study. And I don't know the technical definition for gaslighting. Maybe it, it isn't the technical definition, but it most certainly is a disregard for what she said. Absolutely. That's exactly what I said earlier and I'm sticking to it. And I agree with you. I agree with you. Can you imagine? Because in a healthy relationship, you would be like, hey, what are you studying? And if we want to build together, how can I be of support of your hopes and dreams and goals? So that at the end of the day, we can both be successful and enjoy that success down the road together. But because that's not what he wants, he just wants, again, insert beautiful woman here to attend to all his needs and wants. And like April said, really, it's about him, like he said, he's always wanting to be married and have kids. So he literally wants to bring over a breeder and someone to take care of him and the, those children. 
and it can be insert whomever as long as they look the way he wants them to look. So can you imagine Chad after, let's say Maria says, yeah, I'll come. And let's say she has her first baby and maybe she doesn't bounce back. Maybe she doesn't care to bounce back. Maybe she just decides that she's going to live the life the way she wants to be living because she's happy and healthy. Can you imagine how Chad would treat her? Because now she's not the idol and aesthetic that he originally wanted. Because it's not about Maria, you guys. It's about what he thinks is attractive. Exactly, because he couldn't tell us three things right now that make him compatible with Maria that have nothing to do with her looks. He couldn't do it. At all. And nor is he interested because he's had plenty of opportunities to ask her about her, herself and he hasn't. Because what? It's all about what he wants and his needs. So um, he's like, so what do you want for the future? Could you do long distance? And she's like, you know what? Right now I'm just having fun. Uh, I definitely need to have more dates. Uh, I need to get to know you more and we need to get to know each other more. Uh, so right now, no, the U.S. is not in my plans. That's what she said. So <clears throat> he leaves it at that moment, right? Because he's having a good time. Gets a flat tire on his ATV. So he's like, oh, perfect timing. Because guess what? That means he gets to touch her, which was like a whole nother thing to me. Uh, so they drive back or ride back together. Next red flag for me, April, was the fact that he's like, he would have had a ring already because you know when you know. And I started laughing, you guys, because he's three times into being engaged. It's clear to me that you don't know. You, do, you don't. So you know when you know, but you have not known, nor you do you know right now. Mm -mm. So I'm glad that there's no ring involved here because it got progressively worse. Mm-hmm. And I can see why your engagements are failing because you're, you're again, insert woman here and has nothing to do with the woman. <clears throat> Any thoughts, April? No, I agree with everything. I agree with everything. He's okay. I do have a thought. <laughs> I'm so glad that Maria is the person that he tried this with so that she could be like, no, I'm, I'm happy in my country. I'm happy in my pursuits. I'm okay with just dating because if it had been someone else, they wouldn't have been able to stand up to it. You know, like think about him and with Mike, the pressure was so hard on her that she went along with this relationship. She didn't want to be in for so long because of all this pressure from her family and everybody else until she just hit her breaking point. That guy was the worst. Woo! Oh God, he's still horrible. Oh, so, <laughs> so the worst. Incel times a thousand. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so they're meeting for dinner. So the date gets extended. And he really wants, again, it's another red flag in my opinion, because you guys, it's the second date. He's also gone on another date with a different woman. So like, calm the F down. But he wants to know, one, how Maria feels about him. And two, he wants a kiss. Maria's top was so cute. That's my new goal in life, to be able to wear this kind of top. 
Same, girl, same. <laughs> my new goal in life is to be able to fit into my regular skinny jeans. <laughs> uh, even my fat jeans at this point. <laughs> <laughs> But I digress. So he wants to know how Maria feels about him. And he wants a kiss from her, which, you know, you guys, I, I feel like you have to be in the moment and both people wanting to want, have to be willing participants. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just what you want, Chad. It's, are you in the moment? Are you both on the same page? And are you both willing participants? Like, I just want to say F you, Chad. Do you know what I mean? I want to say Chad is acting very Chad-ish. And I don't appreciate it. So he goes on to say that Juan told him to not rush and slow down. But he's going to ignore Juan's advice because sometimes you have to push forward. I'm going to tell you exactly this. You, What's the saying, April? If you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. This is why your relationships fail. It is blinding to me how you don't see how you, Chad, are the reason why your relationships don't work out. It's yeah. amazing to me, Chad, that it's all about you and how selfish you are when you are trying to say that you're in a relationship. And it's amazing to me, Chad, how quickly as a 38-year-old man, you move and it feels to me like you're moving out of desperation rather than genuine interest in another person. Absolutely it is. You have your own specific timeline that you feel that you are, you, 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 you are behind on. So instead of you doing the work, Chad, on yourself and your issues and your trauma and your anger and your control and the fact that you do not appreciate nor respect women, I could go on. But the fact that you, Chad, decide that you don't have to do any work for yourself is why we are where we are. Yeah. yeah. I felt so bad for Juan in the second because I'm like, he got three horrible people who refused to listen to him. <laughs> I just want to say for the record that from day one, I said that Juan had the worst <laughs> roster, the hardest roster. <sighs> so just saying. So he's going to ignore all the advice that Juan has given him, even though, you know, you paid a matchmaker to help you match with someone and do things differently because clearly whatever it is you're doing is not working. But he's going to do what he wants to do. So he gets to the restaurant and uh, she gets there. She looks gorgeous, you guys. This outfit, little black outfit that she had on, you guys, fire. If I could wear that, I'd wear that all day. I love everything about it. It was like classy and sexy at the same time. They sit down. Uh, they go to order a drink. And then, I'm sorry, but date two, you brought a gift. And you guys, some of you guys would be like, well, that was so sweet and thoughtful and all that stuff. Well, it wasn't because guess what? He knows nothing about her. He bought her what he wanted to buy her because he was buying one for his mother. He doesn't know if she likes watches. He doesn't know if she wears watches. He doesn't know her favorite color. None of that. None of it. And didn't care. And didn't care because guess what? It wasn't about her. It was about him, which if you look at the whole 
scheme of things, you guys, I just feel like it was like a, I know I'm being over the top, totally conspiracy theory-ish, but to me, it just, if I had to look in the future, I would say this is what would happen. He's messed up. Like he, I just want to say what I want to say, but I don't want to be an asshole. Okay. So I'll be more, whatever you say, I'll be more of an asshole. So go for it. Okay. I just feel like this. If I had to look at this situation and look at Chad in his current way of being without him doing any work to better himself, then I would foresee that if a Maria type came over to wherever he's from, Tennessee or whatever, and got stuck in a city where she knows no one and may have language difficulties and is isolated, if she indeed then also has to rely on him financially and then they get into a fight, I just feel like it would be a DV situation. And he would do whatever it is that he wants to do because he has to make himself happy and it's all about him. But then he'd buy her a gift and think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it could be anything, but he feel like, I feel like he feels like he would be in the right in that situation and that everything is great because I bought her a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is what kind of person I see in him right now. I got a phone call before from someone who wanted to, they were living in the U S their spouse was a resident, a newly received green card resident. And they wanted to accept a job overseas, but they were calling because they wanted to find out how this will affect their partner's residency. So I was giving them the requirements that the person with residency has to be in the United States for a certain amount of time to maintain that residency, but they could request um, permission to be out for longer before they left. We're going through all of that. And then I said, but I would need to speak to her because if she wants to become a citizen, then there are more stringent, stringent requirements and we don't want her to miss the opportunity to become a citizen or to be stuck outside the United States if you guys are no longer together. And his response was, if we're not together, I don't want her to be able to come back here. And that's the kind of person that I think Chad would be. 100%. 100%. This part. You're getting me muddy. That's what Chad said, because at the end of the day, guess what? It's about Chad. Exactly. You arranged this date. You picked the activity. You rolled up beside her. And then you said, you're getting me muddy. That is like, that is such a good synopsis of how everything is happening for him. That part. So he buys his watch and we know it's not about Maria because we find out too that he bought one for his mom. And then... By the way, do you want to say a quick hello and FaceTime my mother? Can you imagine being put in that situation on a second date? You want to say, hell no, because I don't even know you. Why would I want to meet your mother? But then you sound like a jerk. You don't want to hurt the person's feelings. But at the same time, hell no, no. Hell to the no, no, no. Linda, this happened to me. This happened to me with the French Algerian guy that I told you about. Uh Uh-huh. But I was so like head over heels for him so very quickly that when his mom called 
And he was like, hey, it's my mom. Can you say hi to her? I was like, bonjour. Of course he did. And then his sister came. But like, if the person is not giddy about you like that, like the way that we were about each other, then no. She said no so many times. She's trying to be polite so many times. Yeah, That was really horrible that he didn't. When somebody runs past your no like that, that's I think that's another red flag. Yeah, because he didn't care. He doesn't care about her. He cares about his wants and his needs and what makes him happy. Uh, I'm going to take a minute to shout out Ty, Tamkar Ofar, Renee, Amanda, and Aubrey. Actually, Aubrey. And Vanessa and Tinkerbell. Hello. Hey, girls. Hello, Hi. everybody. Okay. So... <clears throat> Between the gift and the friggin' talk to my mama on FaceTime to do you see something with us? And she's like, you know, why are you asking? Mm, well, I, I want to know if you like me. I want to know if you care about me. How do you feel about me? Dude, it's been two dates. She doesn't even know you. Does she like you? Maybe. She doesn't know yet. Is she interested in getting to know you? Yes. Does she care about you? Probably not because she's gone on two dates maybe I'll give you 10 hours total. And how do you feel about me? She doesn't know, Chad, because she doesn't know you. So Maria, because she's a kind person, says, well, you know, I feel like you're a very good person. He's not. Spoiler alert. Chad <laughs> decides that's not good enough. Well, I want to be with you, and I want to know if you feel the same way. She starts to say that she thinks he's a wonderful guy. And when I say, you guys, he rolled his eyes at her, I would have been like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done on this date. I'm done with you. I'm done. There would have been no me coming and chasing you. There would have been none of that because, again, he's clearly showing that he doesn't care anything about what she has to say if it's not exactly what he wants to hear. The way he rolled his eyes, April, I was so irritated. I was like, first, A, you're super childish. Second of all, you're so selfish. And she doesn't even get to, to finish her thought because it's not what you want to hear. And she was saying something nice about you. She's saying that she thought you were a wonderful guy. Mm -hmm. Which you don't even deserve that much credit. She goes on or she tries to go on and he cuts her off and says, what are we getting to? Ex go ahead. Mm, that really grinds my gears. I've had people say that to me or they'll say something like, turn off your lawyer brain and just tell me what you're thinking. Like, just let me talk. I didn't interrupt you. That just like cut to the chase. That's so rude. That's so rude. This person is trying to communicate with you com and completely. They're trying to give you a complete synopsis of what's, or not a complete, what's happening in their brain. And for you to cut them off is just so rude. What are we up to now with him for just today? Six red flags? Oh, we're beyond that. We're at least a dozen. At least a dozen. He's like a field of red flags. And this was the piece de resistance. The part that I was like, this is why I would see him as a DV abuser. He takes a drink. He screams in her face. That's all I needed to know. He 
freaks out, he gets up, and he leaves. And basically says, I didn't come all the way to Columbia for a friend. Me and my Drake, no new friends. And I would have said, great. Because guess what? The best relationships come from friendships. So if you don't want a new friend, then bye, friend. And and you, you don't want to be friends with your partner either, Chad? That's what I'm saying. Bye, like, friend. Goodbye, Chad. There, there's a song. Um, how does it go? It's a song is really good for people like Chad. Oh, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. That's your song, Chad. That's for you. Chad, you suck. Like, I knew it. I like there's no way. It's said to in the beginning, there's no way that he's not the problem. He's oh, he is the problem. He needs to work on himself 100 percent He has no business dating anyone at he doesn't. all. And I hope that Juan gets to see some of this behavior because it's clearly not acceptable. Oh, I want Juan to call him out so hard. Same. Same in the previews for next week. Woof. Yes, Amanda. It looks like next week is even worse. That part. Next week looks worse. And the fact that Maria has the compassion and and patience that she has, because Listen, the eye roll took me out. I would have been done right there. But well, she goes, go ahead. I think it's hard sometimes for some women to react in the moment to when that happens. But hopefully, like, hopefully she didn't go for it. Hopefully she's far, far away from him at this point. Let's hope. But I know it's hard in the moment to be like, oh, no, this person is tripping. I'm not dealing with that. But I think, I think, I mean, like from the beginning of the date when he asked her about it and she said, no, I want to stay in school, blah, blah, blah. I think she's going to be strong enough. Uh, Marie, I'm rooting for you. Oh, gosh. Marie, I'm rooting for you too. 100%. You seem lovely. Don't give in to Chad's nonsense. Let, go, let Chad go and work his, himself out. Right. And then maybe. No. Uh, mm -mm. No. Not even. Let Chad, it, let Chad be Chad. Chad deserves to be single. And let me tell you why he deserves to be single, because the behavior that he's showing us right now indicates to me that he's ruined some other people's lives. <laughs> so he deserves to be single. Uh, you're probably not wrong. Woo, Chad. Chad was a whole... That whole freak out that he did was just very... I thought it was scary, you guys. I thought it was very scary that he could it be... It is scary. On Have holiday, look dating abroad and still bring in that anger in a foreign country in a restaurant where other people may not even be speaking english you're going to act like that in front of you know the cameras there whenever you're willing to act like that in front of other people i always think you would do so much worse behind closed doors behind closed doors yep. i had somebody yell at me before why are you flinching i was doing like this while he was talking to me so why are you flinching i'm not hitting you and i'm like yeah because we're in public like that means something. Like I know what that means. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Warrior mom. Yep. One hundred percent. All right. Let's move on to Michelle. I'm really, I'm really impressed with Michelle. 
Um, and I also feel like she didn't get enough airtime. And I feel like that could not have possibly been two weeks because she went on three dates. I, um, I don't think she got enough airtime either. I had a lot of affinity for, for her from the beginning. So I'm just glad that this is going well for her. Mm -hmm. I feel like she really has a great sense of who she is and what she's looking for. And I feel like she's open to adventure, which I think is important to be, especially when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like she represented who she is 100% and completely. So that being said, what do you think of her segment? I felt like Katerina finally came around to what she wanted. So good for her. You were on Katerina's side last week. So you I was. You were team Katerina last week. I, Katerina is adapting to the client. In the beginning, it did not look like she was going to adapt to Michelle. She's going to try to make Michelle change. But I feel like she's adapting to Michelle now. Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about this date. I loved I loved everything about it. Everything about it was right up my alley. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> she's meeting uh, Pavel for their first date and also leaving for the airport the next day, which I thought was very sad. Uh, she is enjoying meeting him. She's an accent whore. She says she thinks they're <laughs> sexy. I, too, think they are sexy as well. Um, give me an accent all day, every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> they're having this mask date. Now, we don't know too much about it in the beginning. All we know is that there are handcuffs. There is a whip. There are rose petals and candles, a light bulb, and a knife. Make of that what you, what you must. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they get there and they see the mask, they pick the mask. They're all, they're both very adventurous and open to this because I don't think that everyone would be like, oh, hey, what are we doing? We don't even know. Let's go with it. So she really enjoyed the fact that he had an adventurous spirit and, you know, they sit across from each other. What I loved about her is that she was making an effort as well in the language, right? So uh, they cheers, they say bon appetit, she says nostrovi, uh, which is cheers in his language, which I thought was a great gesture, right? Like, hey, I'm trying to get to know you and like make you feel comfortable. Um, they start eating a little bit. And I thought that, I was like, I want to know more. What are you eating? Because it kind of looked yummy to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Katerina shows up in a mask. And what I loved about Pavlo. Pavlo? Pavel. Pavel. Did I call him Pablo? Yeah. Pavel. Uh, anyways, what I loved about Pavel is the he got up and he held out Katarina's chair for her to sit down. Y'all, I'm a sucker for anything that looks like feels like sounds like chivalry mm -hmm. I'm just a sucker for it mm -hmm. and like i will see it a mile away so i love that he did that i know i'm spending time on that but i really want y'all to know that it's <laughs> i don't care if it's 2023 and everyone's doing their own thing and we're all woo, 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 woo. chivalry is never dead in my personal and humble opinion um, so she's there to facilitate some fun games. 
uh, in order for them to get to know each other quickly. And I was like, this is when I knew she knew exactly what she was doing this whole time. Because she realizes that Michelle only has this one date before she has to go back. And so let's full steam ahead, but in a controlled and normal way versus what we're seeing Chad and Harold do. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I totally agree. So she's going to stay and facilitate um, some questions, which I thought was good because they were also, you know, they're going to be sex questions. They're going to be maybe take you out of your comfort zone. And I think it's important to have like an expert there who can, you know, help ease the situation. Do you know what I mean? So that it mm-hmm. doesn't get, if this makes sense to you, so it doesn't get too sexual where, mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel, in a, I feel weird about something in a weird way rather than let's just share and learn. Right. Okay. So uh, she asked them to put their masks back on. And she's like, that way you'll feel more comfortable revealing your biggest secrets. So first question that was asked, April. (laughs) Weirdest place you ever made love. Pavel said a forest and Michelle said the backseat of a car, which I was surprised by. The backseat of the car. You thought she would have been more adventurous. Mm Mm-hmm. I actually, I thought she probably would have had something more exciting to say too. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that, but I mean, to each their own. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, April, to answer that question, but then I thought if you answer, then I have to answer. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so I'll go ahead and answer, and then you have to answer. <laughs> you didn't let me finish my thought. I said, but then I would have to answer, and I'm not about to do that. I will not pressure you. I don't feel pressure. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) I have the same answer as Pavel in the forest. In the forest? Yes. Um, But it's more interesting when I tell you that it was the forest between my house and the church that we went to. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh... The weirdest place. Uh, hey, Busola. Hi, Busola. Um, Well, I would say... You got that many to choose from, Linda? I do. <laughs> I would say... Um, hey, Jocelyn. The Marriott... Times Square, New York, in the ele- glass elevators, going up to the top floor. Oh! Ah! <laughs> every time, every time I get to know you more and more, I get so excited. Okay, next question. Um, second question, any boundaries in set? I really enjoyed the fact that Pavel was able to make that light and easy. He's like looking at the light bulb of the t- table and he's like, that light bulb is my boundary. <laughs> I thought it was a playful answer. It was a hilarious answer and probably true for him. We didn't really get an answer from um, Michelle, which I thought was interesting. 
uh, but she did go on to say how, um, well, that was the next question. So we didn't get an answer from her. Do you have any boundaries, April? I do. I do. I, I don't really want to be hit. That doesn't really, that just, that makes me want to fight. Gotcha. So yeah, that's not it. That's not for me. Uh, I, I have boundaries too. I think that, um, I think my boundaries are like an elastic band. It just depends on who my partner is and how comfortable I am with them. Uh, and then the next question Katerina asks, is there anything about you that you've never told anyone before that you'd like to share with your partner? And Michelle says that sexually up until this day, she hasn't found someone who can keep up with her. She has a high sex drive. Um, and we didn't really get an answer from Pavel, except he said that she, he liked how open-minded Michelle was and that she was very American, that he was not used to it, but he liked it. Um, so is there anything about you that you've never told anyone before? There's, there's nothing that I haven't said out loud to someone. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I told you last week, my mama told me I talk too much. So yeah. every, every once in a while, my friends will tell me something that I didn't realize about myself, but it's not like I was hiding it. It's just, I had not had that realization. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the last question that is asked by uh, Katerina, what was your biggest life lesson? And I really enjoyed and agree with uh both of their answers so pavel talked about covid and i if you guys remember a couple of shows ago i told you guys how i read an article where we're living in the loneliest times uh, on record mm -hmm. and that's including like the great depression all the things like this current time including what Pavel said about COVID being lonely and a lonely time for him and him not wanting to ever feel that way, as well as Michelle talking about her not dating or having a intimate relationship or a close relationship with someone and having her dad pass and having to go through that and navigate that alone, not having someone to hold her hand and all of that same thing. We come back to loneliness and um, so they agreed and she felt like that brought them closer together because it was something that they could, that was relatable. And I gotta tell you, it is very relatable. If you think about like, if you didn't have a partner during those early days in COVID, yeah. You spent a lot yeah. of time alone. A lot so, of time alone. Yeah. So Katarina thinks that these two can be a very nice match if they invest in each other. And my question to you, April is, if you were traveling, okay, so if you traveled abroad and you, if you traveled abroad and you uh, met someone that you thought you might be interested in, would you be invested after one date 
to get to know them and see where it could go? Not just for them. It would have to be something else that brought me back there. So for Michelle, she's trying to make this connection with the country because that's where her dad was from. So she has other reasons to be there. For me, unless your country is a place that I wanted to come back to anyway, one date wouldn't be enough to make me invested in you. That's a good answer. Um, they both like each other. They both want to spend more time together. He suggests taking her to the airport um, because there's a spark and he wants to have the opportunity to, to explore that a little bit more. Um, and then we also see in the preview that he has, he's like, I want her to be my woman. Like, I want to date you. I want to get to know you, which I think is great because like April is saying, she's already also invested in learning about her history. So it would be lovely for her to be, have the opportunity to come back um, and learn more about the history and where her family and her genetics are from. And also, you know, have this hot guy to woo her and see what happens. I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> next up, Stanika and Nordine. I just want to say for the record, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that Stanika found her happily ever after. I am so happy how she was portrayed. She did have that little hiccup in that one episode, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, give it to her being human. Mm -hmm. Um, overall thoughts on their segment. Oh, I'm so glad that Nordine didn't propose. Oh, I was so worried that he was going to just pedal to the metal. Oh, wait, before I go back, I want, I forgot this photo I wanted to show you guys. I really just feel like this summed up <laughs> their date because underneath the mask, you can see they're both smiling mm -hmm. and their body language is a great body language. Gotta look at the body language, y'all. Okay. I love everything about this. Date for Stanika and Nordine. I love it. I, I feel their chemistry. I feel like I hope they can make this work. So, <clears throat> Nerdy wants to take it to the next step. Stink is like, well, what's that next step? What do you mean by that? And he's like, well, it's a serious step. And again, she's like, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> and he says, should we make things official? And he's like, you know, take me as I am or not. And she's silent, okay? But he wants to be boyfriend and girlfriend with her. That's what he wants. She's silent. She smiles. And I was like, oh, is she taking a minute to think? Is this like a dramatic pause? What did you think she was thinking in that moment, April? I, I think she was just really excited and trying to get herself together before she answered. Are you, a, I'm a voice cracker. If I'm not ready to talk yet, my voice will be just like all over the place. So I just felt like she was getting herself together. Oh, I love that. See, I'm getting to know something about you too. I <laughs> am always ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I am always ready to talk. That's why I'm always like, wait, what? What? What is that dramatic pause? Mm -mm, I should try that. Mm -mm. I should try. My voice will fall apart. I could be mid-argument with someone and, and just have to stop talking because I can tell my voice is about to just fall apart. That's a that's actually like a it's a cute quirk. I don't have that. 
and then and also and you know what makes me the maddest when I hang up and I replay the whole thing in my head and then I have a better response from the response that just spewed out of my mouth oh lord just Riley's in the house and it has only been 22 seconds and the live chat is mad at him you're riling people up <laughs> um so <laughs> she's it was a really cute moment you guys because he says okay we're officially together and she screams <laughs> in joy <laughs> and happiness and then she whispers it's official <laughs> I'm in my first official relationship. I thought it was adorable. So adorable. So happy for for her that Me this too. is happening. Me too. Absolutely. And also, I can tell that I'm a little bit more healed because I didn't hate it at all. Like normally, I would have hated it. Like a little, a little bit of a hater would have arisen in me, but I didn't hate it at all. So I'm doing better in life too. Oh well, that is a. Thank you for the great stride. Thank you for sharing that healing. Because I was just like, yay, Stanika Wonderless. Thank you so much for the super sticker. I really appreciate the support. I love it. How was your trip? How was your trip? How was your birthday trip, girl? Wonderless sent me a really nice message on Instagram. Thank you so much. Aww. <laughs> they are mad at Riley. Mm -hmm. Mad. Just They're ready to mad. jump on. And uh, this is totally a different show, uh, but I'm going to address it because uh, Riley's in the live chat. But you guys, when you're mad at the cast, you can't message me with the, the anger. Like, what am I supposed to do? If you're if you're mad at the cast, message them. I I feel you, your pain. I feel you, but there's nothing I can do. It's amazing how many people uh, message me and be like, "I can't believe so and so did such and such," and you should tell them that. I'm like, you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I feel, you know what, Riley? I feel I feel for you. I feel for you, friend. I feel for you because woo. Look at people are like, just apologize ASAP. And when I say the live chat is popping and everyone's saying the same thing, I hope you apologize next week on the show. You were wrong, dude. I didn't even do anything. I already caught. All right, back to Stanika Nordine's moment. Yes. So, first official relationship, uh, first boyfriend. I just love everything about it. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for the journey because I do, like I said since day one, feel like she's done the work. And also like Michelle recognizes what it is she wants in a relationship. And she asked the right question. So what question does she ask? You know, how do you feel about long distance? Which is a question you should ask if you're gonna enter into a long distance relationship. And mm -hmm. uh, Nordine was, direct and honest he's like you know it's it's gonna be there's gonna be some sad times and there's gonna be some challenges 
Um, but the first free time that I uh, have, I want to come to come to the United States and spend time with you there and meet your family, which is absolutely what you need to do, right? Because I always say being on having a vacay bay is completely different than seeing people in their natural day-to-day environment. Absolutely. That's why when y'all say you're in these relationships with people that you've never met in real life, I poo-poo on you because I just don't, that's not a relationship. Or like, even that you only met once. Exactly. Yeah, or, filing for a fiance visa after you just met somebody once, to me, that's ridiculous. <laughs> April, the live chat. They they won't they won't let up. But you know what, Riley, you knew what you were stepping into. So, I think that you had your you probably had your mind right before you got here that um you knew that this was about to happen. I haven't even finished watching the episode, so I don't know exactly what everybody's upset about. I haven't seen the episode because I'm behind, so I can't wait because y'all were mad in the beginning, you were mad in the middle, and now you guys stay mad, so I can't wait to see what y'all are mad about. I haven't even decided what I'm talking about for any fiance Friday, so you might be a subject again, Riley. We'll see. What what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) So... Have that conversation if you're going to be in a long-distance relationship. And what was really sweet about Nardine, he also says, you know, in this moment, I would love to kiss you, but I respect you. And I respect that this is just like our, what, third or third date. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I liked her response. She was like, you know, we already have great physical chemistry. So I know when that moment happens that it's going to be lovely, right? Because they both know you guys, you can see the sparks. There's mm-hmm. no need to rush. Chad, did you hear me? There's no need to rush. Harold. And sometimes the waiting is just so much fun, the anticipating. Abs- absolutely, you guys. So, absolutely. Yeah, it's the buildup. I do have one tiny bone to pick with Nordine when he said, I know how to satisfy a woman or I know what a woman wants. Hold on. I can have better lighting. Um, I just had a little bone to pick with that statement, Nordine, because every woman is not the same. So what you want to say is I'm invested in learning what you like and how to please you. Okay. That's what you want to say. Yeah, that's fair. That's 100% fair. And And I agree to that. Although it didn't, I didn't get the vibe that he was like, oh yeah, I'm a, I, I please women all day long. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't get that vibe from him. Like, I feel like he's like, listen, we're not going to have a problem because I like to please women. I mm-hmm. feel like that's, that's the vibe I got from him. Um, <clears throat> so she, they both agreed that either she's going to come, th- come back and spend time or he's going to go there or both whatever works out first. Uh, But at the end of the day, they want to spend more time together. He does say, which is what I tell y'all, and anyone who tells you it's not important is a, is a liar. Okay. So he also says like, we're, we're going to have to figure out the bedroom stuff because life in bed is important to couples, which is what I tell you guys, but I don't say it so lovely. I say sex is important. (laughs) And you need to have that conversation before you get into a serious relationship. 
because you need to know how important sex is to your partner how often they think that they want to have sex, the things that they like to do and don't like to do. And if we go back to what Katerina said, do you have any boundaries when it comes to sex? What are the things that you turn you on or turn you off? What are the things that you're okay with versus what you're not okay with? All of those questions and concerns are conversations that you need to have. Because I'm trying to help you not be two years into a relationship and someone's cheating, not be 10 years into a relationship, not having sex, not right. be six months into a relationship and someone is bringing out whips and chains and you're like, wait, what? Have the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Use your words and communicate. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> um, I agree with them. And I think it's important to have that conversation. Um. One of the things that I thought that Stanika was not right about, though, is that she was praising Nina, right? And saying Nina still has her 100% match rate. And I was like, um, no, because we're about to talk about Mark shortly. Well, so Stanika, I'm guessing they must not have been there at the same time. They're not in Morocco at the same time. Because they never had any conversations about Mark. So she doesn't know that Mark is bombing. No, Mark bombed. Not just bombing, he bombed. Um, so one of the things that Sneka does say is that love does exist for everyone. She's super happy. Uh, who knew that she would come to Morocco and find herself a man? And it was a really sweet moment because you know they were sitting on the ground after they had dinner. She asked him to help her up. And she's like, I have a man to help, to help me up. up. Nardine's off the market, y'all. He's taken. Mm -hmm. No sliding into his DM, you shady shades. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all are just still on it, eh? Woo. I'm, I'm like putting the pieces together. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it as soon as we get off of here. It was a doozy. Uh, thank you so much. Sala. Hey all, I was thinking Tyree from 90 Days should go on this show. So he'll have a matchmaker helping him in the process of setting him up for success. 100%. Go ahead, Tyree. Match me abroad because we already know that Tyree likes to travel. Right? And we'll definitely know that he needs help in his dating situations. Uh, I think that would be great. Instead of going back to um, see this non-existent Carmel, you guys though, I know it's a different show, but I, I'm telling you, mark my words, August 1st, there is a crazy, crazy twist coming up in Tyree's situation. I don't know what it is, but there's a crazy twist. Either he meets the faux Carmela and they fall in love and are together, or he meets the faux Christian and comes out. But there's something there's something crazy about to happen. <clears throat> okay, so that being said, we're moving on to Mark. Mark and Nina. Overall thoughts on their segment. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I felt like there were no... <clears throat> Oh, that's really sweet, Wonderlist. Um, oh, yeah, 
I felt since episode one that Mark had no redeeming qualities. However, I feel like, do I feel like this or do I not? Because I've also seen him on social media in, in real time and he's still douchey. But in this moment, I feel like maybe even if it was just for the moment or just to like save face, he was humbled. That's what I'll say. He was humbled. So, Huda stood him up, as we know. He says she left him hanging on the corner. And we talked about that last week, you guys, by the way. He he was hanging on the corner like a lunatic. Like, can we stand <laughs> on a corner in a city, in a country that you are not from? Even if you are from there, who's just... It would be like me going outside and standing on the corner and just screaming across the street, talking to randoms. Like, people might think you're crazy, because that's how he came across. Anyways. He's sad. He's going home solo. Um, and the reason he's going home solo is because, you know, Huda said, hey, if you want to continue to date me, like, I don't want you to date anyone else. So she basically gave him an ultimatum. And he decided that he was going to gamble and be like, I'm going to go see who I'm going to go see because that's who I'm going to go see. Mm hmm. Right. And Nina was like, you know, it's you're not necessarily at fault for that because you did come out here to have me match you with people. However, where you drop the ball is she gave you an ultimatum and you didn't give her an answer. Correct. Right. So. And it's the day before he's leaving, so he didn't give her an answer for a long time. That's it. That's it. But was like, hey, yeah, I'll come see you. And when when I see you, I'll tell you that, okay, I decided that I'm going to see you and you alone. Like, what? Stop it. Um, and then we find out some things about him. We find out that he has trust issues. He doesn't trust women specifically. And he says that people tend to disappoint him. Um, and in this situation where he had to make a choice about being with someone exclusively it was scary to him because he knew that his life was going to change. And it can only be scary to you if you don't want your life to change, right? If you want to stick to being a 44-year-old frat boy, then guess what? Committing to someone or committing to get to know someone is going to be scary because guess what? You don't get to go to the next hotel and have just like random sex with the random girl over and over and over and over again as you've been living your life. So yeah, I guess it would be scary for you, Mark. Um, he doesn't trust a lot. He doesn't trust a lot of people. Uh, he feels that people are not there for him when he needs them. And my question to Mark would be, are you there for, for, for those same people? Right. Are you there for your people? Because I feel like if you're not there for them, that's probably why they're not there for you. And if you don't take your relationship seriously, then they probably won't take your relationship seriously as well. And if you can't, I can go on, but I won't. I'll say mm -hmm. one more thing. If you can't commit to answering a question, which was direct in the moment, then that's probably why you have trust issues with other people who probably are not answering you, your questions and your concerns in the moment. Now, I say all that to say this, okay? You feel like she ghosted you, right? That she was not there for you, that she disappointed you, that she embarrassed you. But think about what you did to her. She asked you a question and you've yet to this day 
answer the question. You answered it publicly days later, the day before you're leaving Morocco, but you didn't answer her question. Not in the moment, not after the moment. It wasn't until she stood you up that you were trying to say while you're standing on a corner of a market that you were ready to commit to this girl that you so supposedly liked. And now that I, I look back on it, I'm like, she wasn't necessarily saying we must be boyfriend and girlfriend, super, super serious. She's saying, I just want you to only be dating me right now. So I had interpreted it wrong in the beginning. Um, and so I see what she's saying. And so it probably made her feel like, geez, I'm not even good enough up against this imaginary date that you have next that doesn't even exist in real life. And, and she also said when she was talking to him, so is it that you just insert any girl? Or is it about the connection? Because she was thinking they have a connection. So if there's yeah. no connection and then and it's about any girl, then yeah, you're going to want to continue to date other people. Absolutely. So more power to you, Huda. Yeah. So <clears throat> Mark goes on to say that trusting girls is not easy for him because he's been hurt in the past. He mentions an ex that he caught lying to him all the time. And Nina said, well, you know, even though you're going home solo, did you learn something from this trip? And I appreciated the fact that he realized that he needs to bring his own walls down. He needs to let people in. This whole frat boy mentality, facade, whatever it is, he, he didn't say this, but I'm hoping that's what he means by the wall. Definitely needs to come down. You definitely need to at some time time, grow up, take responsibilities for your actions, let people in, be your true and authentic self. And then you might have an uh, opportunity to meet someone who likes you for who you are. Exactly. Because if you show people a rough exterior, then what exactly do you expect to get back? But I, I think that this, this is a American thing. What do you think? I think that a lot of American men have quite the difficulty with they want a really soft partner who's going to like be so loving and caring towards them but they have such a rough exterior and their way of showing any affection is to be sarcastic or um joke in a way that's you know slightly harmful and so how do you expect to get softness from me or anybody else and then they go outside of the country like oh, foreign women are so much better because they're all about family and caring about you. Sir, you made us rough. Mm. Mm. That is a good observation. That's a good observation. I, I definitely think uh, one of the differences I find in American men is that I feel like <clears throat> communicating their feelings has not been something that has been openly embraced. I feel like um, touch is always seen to be a sexual thing when it's not necessarily. And if you go to any Euro country, you go to Africa, you'll see men hugging and laughing and double kissing, all the things. Oh, and absolutely. there's nothing sexual about it. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like men in America just uh, don't have that same sensibility. It's it's a, it's it's just a different culture yeah. thing. 
And that's the reason why I think a lot of people here in particular think that men and women can't be friends because we don't have friendly affection. We don't have friendly touch. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of how Natalie got kind of offended because Diwar was holding her hand. And we know that's just very natural for Colombians to do. It doesn't mean anything. But for her, it was like, I was living fast. I would never do that. Okay, calm down. Yeah. Nally too needs to go on her solo trip. Um, so this made me laugh. Okay, you guys, because this made me so he had this moment of I want to say vulnerability where he opened up, and Nina even said, you know, this is the this is the mark that should have been here from the get go. The mark that you can see is a little bit vulnerable, and you know, next time show more of this, right? However, this is where Mark reels it back in, where I was like, was that a genuine moment or not? So he says to Nina, you know, if I text you in the future, will you answer? And then Nina said, yeah, if it's about business. (laughs) 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 And then he's like, what? So like, if I want to take you to lunch or anything, you wouldn't text? And she's like, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd go for lunch, but you're paying. And he's like, yeah, I'd pay. And then she literally clapped her hands, like as if, okay, he learned maybe a little something. (laughs) So he's on his way home. He's home alone. He didn't find a match. He finds that to be a humbling experience. And he realized, as we all knew from the jump, that he was actually really looking for an American woman in Morocco. Absolutely. Bye, Mark. I I wish I, I I think Mark should be single for a long, long time, if not forever. Aw, thanks, Wonderlust. Love, appreciate you. <laughs> Last and certainly the least disappointing oh my goodness. of them all. Harold. Drum roll. Oh, Harold. <laughs> oh, Harold. Oh, Harold. Oh, Harold. You and Chad. You and Chad. I literally text April earlier today with my eye roll emoji to Harold, Mark, and Chad. Those three American men have a lot of work to do. Oh, Harold. Overall thoughts on Harold's segment? I did feel sorry for Harold. You did? I did feel, I did feel a little sorry for him because I thought he was, He's sincerely having some difficulty with reading the signs here. And I think what he should have done is he should have taken a break from the, the lunch dinner that they're at and called Katerina. You know, given that she wasn't necessarily prepared for him to be there, she took him to this restaurant as opposed to going to her home. He should have said, hey, here's what I thought was happening. Here's what's actually happening. Can you help me? like talk out these signs of what's going on because he had this narrative in his head 
that's all made up from the fact that she kissed him and he was having a hard time reversing course and pumping the brakes. Like he did it a little bit and he didn't propose. He only did the girlfriend thing, but he needed, he needed some more intervention that he wasn't able to give himself in that moment. You see, like he gave himself dial it back from marriage to just being boyfriend, girlfriend, but he, but he needed more intervention than that. You see what I'm saying? I did feel sorry for him because he is autistic and he's, he's struggling to read the signs. Am I giving him too much grace? I don't know. I feel like he is forcing his agenda and his time frame still. I feel like, yes, he says that he has a hard time with social cues. However, I also think he also chooses when he's having a hard time with the social cues because he continues to push the boundaries. If you're like, hey, you shouldn't propose, but do what you want to do. Okay, I'm going to go for a walk around the block. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do and I want to propose or buy the ring. This girl is literally telling you slow down, slow down in all the ways. And your matchmaker is telling you to slow down in all the ways, but insert blonde here who gave you a little bit of attention. Mm -hmm. I, I promise you, if the girl from the boat ride had given him a little of attention or even kissed his cheek, he would have said he didn't want to date anymore, anyone else and that she was the one and he was the I'm one. sure he would have. I'm just trying to be nice i'm nice but i'm also realistic <laughs> right like i i am canadian nice <laughs> which reminds me you guys made a funny earlier this week um <laughs> i rolled out of bed with my duck boots on oh, went did. to the kitchen and had a waffle with maple syrup she did her homework. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Like that. We oh, wrong cadence. I'm sorry, guys. Wrong cadence. Um, <clears throat> okay, so what we know about Harold. Harold bought a ring, was going to propose. But he dialed it back a little bit because he wanted to test the waters, right? And he wasn't testing the waters because he was reading social cues. He wanted to test the waters to see where she was because in his mind somewhere, he knew that proposing after two dates is ridiculous or three dates. So <clears throat> instead of saying, will you marry me? He said, I'd like you to be my girlfriend. And to that, Michaela said, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god i cannot be your girlfriend now for me it's too quick it is too quick it is too quick we'll see she says we will see but it's too quick for me sorry not sorry so he says he decided not to propose because he wanted to test the waters first, but he is shocked and appalled that she said no to the girlfriend. What were your thoughts right there, April? 
I understand. Because I remember before when I said, I think that she wants to say no to all of these new requests, but she's having a hard time. And so when she finally was, got away from him, then she was like able to push push back a little bit. So I'm not surprised that she said no. We knew she was going to say so no. So fast, though. It was because it's too fast. It's too... Harold. She goes on to explain why she's saying, no, I can't be your girlfriend. I can't be your girlfriend because she needs more time. She likes to get to know her man. She needs more than a week. She does like him, but she wants to take her time to get to know him. She wants to say, hey, let's find out more about each other. Let's see what other things we have in common. Let's see if we have any other similarities. I'm not going to jump in and be your girlfriend after three dates. To her, it was too scary and it's too quick. Harold, but wait, said, he'll find a way to make it scarier, Michaela. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Harold's taking it terribly, you guys. He's totally taking it hard. He's blaming language as an issue. Harold, language is not an issue. She understands clearly what you are saying. She's just saying no. <laughs> Okay, she. It's not a miscommunication. It's not that she thinks that you only like her, and you're trying to tell her that you will love her. Harold, what's her favorite color? Harold, what's her last name? Harold, you've never even been to her house. You never met her family. You expect her to marry you, be your girlfriend, and you know nothing about her. Not a lick. Not a thing. Nothing. Where does she even work? Doesn't matter. He doesn't respect her job because why isn't she answering me? <laughs> that part. See? And you feel bad for him? Come on. I was trying. I was trying. We do not give excuses and we do not we don't let people off easy because we're being nice. We gotta be yeah. nice and real though. All of these men to some degree the american men have been touched by like incel society you can see it <laughs> in the way they act Woo, lord go ahead and you let can. mike let mike be the ceo of that group it's just exactly mike is the is he the worst we've seen on Mary J. fiance no, no he's not no, he's not. You know who no, else is not. terrible? The what? I can't remember. I always forget his name because I block it, block it out. So, my top three terrible people from Ninety Day is Mike from Mike and Emena, the guy who was dating Amira, the French girl. I can't think of his name because I've blocked it. I know exactly who you're talking about, the dark hair, daycare guy. Yep. Yes. And my third most terrible is Scott from Love and Paradise. Scott was pretty bad. Um, honorable mention to Steven. Which Steven? Uh, PH, the one who went to Russia. Oh, okay. They both went to Russia. Sorry. He, um, uh, um, he was um, the first Steven. That went to Russia. That was rushing her out of the hospital after she just had a C-section. Oh, he grew up though. It was because he was nineteen. 
because he's better I, now. He's like a family man. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I do yeah. think that he showed some improvement, but what we saw from him on the show was horrible behavior. Yeah. And again, I'm not giving excuses, but he was only 19. The rest of these men are, are grown-ass men in their 30s and 40s, so there's no excuse. Yeah, and Mark was... didn't even make my list. Mark is just a frat boy that just needs to grow up. These three that I mentioned are terrible because yeah. they are either passport bros in some way combined with being having incel behavior combined with selfishness you throw that all in and mix it all up it's a terrible 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 yeah. mix his name was andrew yeah andrew andrew that part would big andrew. ed be in your top three? Oh, ed would you, would you, put, would you put him in and take someone out ed is in his own separate category ed ed is in his own separate category i i I have a problem with Ed that nobody even remembers from the first time that we ever saw him on the show. Like Ed is, but this is a different show we're talking about today. Ed is <laughs> over here. Ed is, Ed is in his own little terrible small box. Yeah. Riley. Hun. Oh, I did. I did do that. I did do that. So Riley is saying that I explained to him what a passport bro is because uh, he did not know. And I I had to let him know that there was a whole Reddit threat on him being a passport bro. Yeah, Riley, I I haven't been in Linda's chats when y'all do that, but um, I am an Air Force brat. Um, I was the only kid on my block that had two black parents. Everyone else had a mom that was from another country. I saw you before you saw yourself. Big passport bro energy. Woo! Oh Lord! Oh Lord! <laughs> oh Lord! You wanna you wanna say something? I want I want you instead of fighting it, I want you to just quietly reflect on it to yourself and reflect on why you're after someone specifically from a different country and see if it helps you to understand what you're perpetuating and what the people around you are probably perpetuating. Because I come from Air Force culture. I know exactly what is around you. I, I know what happens in these homes when these women come to the United States and how they get treated and what's expected of them. And I just want you to reflect on it quietly. Don't fight it. And I'm not saying that you have to accept it. Just quiet, instead of fighting it, just quietly reflect on it. I... Go ahead, April. I'm telling you that, I mean, every single house on my block except for our own house and only one of those houses did you even see something from the other person's culture outside of the kitchen only in one of them i could go on for days about this thank you for coming to her ted talk <laughs> i'm glad i'm not the only one that goes off on tangents 
Love it. Love you, April. Preach, go preach. Um, okay, back to Harold and Michaela because you know we got to get through Harold and Michaela because this was like the scene. So Harold is taking it super hard that she doesn't want to be his girlfriend. Uh, he thinks it's a language difficulty, which it absolutely is not. He thinks that he's already in love, which he absolutely is not. I don't think that he really understands what love looks like quite yet because I don't think he's ever been in love, nor do I think that he understands the concept 100% that it, it it's mutually inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, so basically she's like, I need more time. I need more time to get to know you. I need more time to, to understand you and you need more time to understand me. That's, that's all she's saying. Um, so <clears throat> she wants to just enjoy the moment, enjoy the date, enjoy the restaurant. She's like, you know, at home, I'd probably be having some eggs and bread. I wouldn't be having this fancy meal. And he agrees if he was home, he'd be having quote, a lonely meal by himself. So enjoy the moment. Yes, Harold, enjoy the fact that you are in the Czech Republic, your first time you've been outside of the country. Enjoy the moment and stop making it just about you and your needs and you wanting to like propose and have a girlfriend before you go home tomorrow. Like, stop and smell the flowers. Um, <clears throat> but that's not him. He is devastated. Devastated is his words that she wants to take things slow. He cannot believe it. Why bother dating if she wants to move slow? Oh, Lord. Guess what, April? Hmm. Guess what? Chicken butt. Hmm? Chicken butt. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Guess what, chicken butt? <laughs> oh, I've never heard that before. I'm going to use that. I like it. Uh, Harold, just like Chad, it's going to ignore everything that his matchmaker has told him in slowing down. And he's going to go for broke. He decides that he's just going to continue to push his narrative and agenda. He has packed his bag. He wants to have sex. So he says he was hoping that he was going to spend the night with her. Why did he say that out loud? Why did he say that out loud? Yeah, my note says, shaking my damn head. That's what my note says. She's like, no. I'm sorry, Linda. Riley, you're making it worse. What's happening? Uh, I would like to think Riley would reject dating you. 15 year relationship, like you're just, Well, SG, what I'm not about to do is make a blanket statement like that. I don't think that that's something you should do as a stereotype. As a Black woman, I don't like to be stereotyped. So I don't think that you should stereotype a whole race of individuals based on the bad behavior of a few. And that goes for everything and all the things. I don't know what else is going on here, but I'm just trying to get through Harold and Michaela. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. We can get back to that because that's a whole different show, which we all have, to, well, I have to catch up on. Um, but I do want to allow the people that are enjoying Match Me Abroad to finish off this review. So that being said, Harold's going for broke. He wants to spend the night with Michaela. Michaela shuts that down immediately and says, 
no, but there's a hotel right down the street <laughs> and it's away. Feel free. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow in the morning. But what you're not about to do is come to my place. I know mm. I said, like, I show you my garden and all that stuff. But the way you're moving, I'm not liking it. So I'm not bringing you back to my house quite yet. Because I don't feel comfortable. He just spun out. Like, oh, oh, Harold. But, oh, it gets better. Harold decides that, okay, yeah, I'll stay at the at the hotel, but I'm going to continue to push forward and talk about the future because I feel like she doesn't realize exactly what she wants yet, even though she absolutely knows what she's saying. And she's saying, she's not saying no, Harold. She's just saying, slow down, Harold. Why can't you respect that, Harold? Because that's not a social cue. You should know that no means no and slow down means slow down. Autistic or not, slow down, you know what that means. Well, the assumption that she doesn't know what the word means, and so that's why she didn't give you the answer that you wanted, is something that would irritate me. Because that means anytime, to me, that's what it, it'll mean. Anytime that you don't get what you want, you'll just say, oh, I didn't understand. That, that's right. You know, so that's the problem. That is the problem because he knows exactly what she's saying, but it's not fitting into his timeline or what he wants. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take you guys back there. He wanted, he went to get a prenup even before he met the woman, because guess what? Just like Chad, just like Mark, it's insert foreign woman here. I don't care who she is. I don't need to know anything about her. Just insert her here. Insert mm -hmm. blonde here. Insert dark haired Moroccan here. Insert dark hair Latina here. You see, you see, there's this complete pattern. And that's what the problem is. Right. So autistic or not, Harold, I'm going to have to be a little bit hard on you because at some point you're going to still, social cues or not, you have to know that no means no and slow down means slow down. And if that's something that you feel and you guys can educate me, if that's something that is part of being autistic that you don't know what slow down and, and no means, then please do educate me. But then someone needs to then educate Harold. So like April said, he needs to go back to his matchmaker and have Katarina explain to him what slow down means and what that looks like. And if that also means that Katarina needs to be a chaperone on his dates, then so be it. Agree. Uh, Wonderless says, the preview for next week looks like things change in Harold's favor. I have not seen that. I I did see that he posted a photo of the two of them together. So we'll see. Maybe he's able to rein it in. We'll see. Michaela does seem very nice. Um, so maybe if he can rein it in and apologize, it'll be okay. It's not like he stood up and yelled at her like Chad did. Ooh, Chad, that was scary. But, um, yeah. I don't wish Harold single dumb the way that I wish it on some of the other guys. 
I think there's hope for him. There's hope for you, Harold. There's hope. I agree. There's hope if you're willing to be open and learn still. Ooh, the chat is spicy. <laughs> Ooh, the chat is spicy. Right? Spicy in there. Spicy. Let me catch up on the shows. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for being here. We had a really great uh, live chat, apparently. A lot of y'all watching. We appreciate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, bearing with me with the shows when I can when I can get to them. And uh, I will be back on a re regular schedule as soon as life stops kicking my butt. Uh, that being said, don't forget to head over to April's page, Holloway Legal PLLC, and like and subscribe over there as oh, well. Okay. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, apparently, so there's two more episodes after this, April? Um, she said there were two left. I don't know if she's counting this one and next one or two more after this. I was shocked. Um, thank you, Aubrey. Aubrey, um, subscribe to my channel. Yay! Love it. Okay, you guys, we'll see you very, very soon. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Yeah, she posted that there were two left.